Jalen in San Francisco Bay Area. Jalen's in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. This- stop, stop, stop. Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. I uh, went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, hey, Mike. <laughs> no one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That is Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, Mike Lawson, that's what we do. Every week Almost or every so. week. Around, around a week or so. I love doing this so much. I'm so glad we get to do this every single week. Every single week we get to do this, Mike Lawson. You're right. That is, We never miss a week. No, and we won't miss a week. Uh, what's up with you? How is everything? Every Oh, you're such a dick. We, Mike and I were supposed to record yesterday, and I literally had like the shittiest day of... Mike, have you ever had these days? Which is such a, like, a, that comic Kathy. That's what I was feeling yeah. like. Like I was like... You know, like I just wanted to get home and just put myself under the covers, and which I did. I literally drove home. I just gotta go. I just need to get home, and I just literally went under the covers and just like slept for two hours. I could tell you were kind of having an emotional breakdown because <laughs> I got this text message. Um, so Joe texted me directly, and it was like really long and a, just like awful i might everything's awful fuck this person fuck that person fuck everyone right and then we're in a group message and so (laughs) you sent a group you sent a message to the group text yeah and you were like fuck everyone except for you guys but really fuck you too basically (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh shit so um well i'm glad you're feeling better today was a different day good well, you know, Mike... He, what's up with you? What's going on? Since I last seen you, right when I got back from the Bay Area, where I saw you, um, friend of the show, Cameron, was like, Joe, I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, my God. You Because know, he and I see each other a lot. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, when can I see you? And I go, look, I'm really tired. I have a lot going on. But we figured out that... He goes, you know what? I actually work on Saturday afternoon until... Sa- on, sun- on Saturday afternoon until... Three, he's all. Why don't you just come over to the restaurant where I w- where I wait tables at three, mm-hmm. and we'll just hang out there. Okay. So weird. He had to tell you what he does at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. He has to announce everything he does. He goes, <laughs> I will be delivering food and taking orders, and sometimes I bring the food to them. Mm-hmm. That so that I, makes the story easier to tell. I'm glad yeah. he does that. So uh, he goes. Well, at three o'clock, I'm gonna be done come over i go great and then actually i'm super tired on that saturday like oh my god it took me this is how fucking old i am it took me like four days to recover from that trip just like just exhausted like my heart was hurting exhausted we partied really hard when you were we oh my god we partied so hard that trip to the cemetery so uh i i go i uh i I, i'm gonna take a nap it's like 1 30 i'll take a nap for an hour and then i'll just head over I like put my head on the pillow. I'm starting. My eyes are fluttering. I'm starting to go to sleep, and I get this text message: "Hey, I actually got off early. Come over now." 
Oh, no. And I was like, ugh. I go, but you know what? I'd rather get it out of the way, get home early, go to sleep. Yeah. So I just, like, and get just out of bed. see him, and then you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, you get out of the way sounds like it's something you didn't want to do. You wanted mm. to do both. You wanted to sleep, but you also wanted to see him. Yeah. So I head over to this uh, restaurant he works at called Little Sparrow in Santa Ana, California. You familiar with Santa Ana? Santana, yeah. Yeah. I go over to this Little Sparrow, and I walk in. But by the time I get there, it's like 2.15. And uh, Cameron's like polishing glasses with a towel. And he goes, oh, hey, great. Nice to see you. And I go, great. And the, the place is empty. Empty. The restaurant's empty. There's a bartender there. And he goes, Cameron's like, yeah, I'm just finishing up some stuff. Um, just hang out here. This is, uh, his name's Truman. He's the bartender. You can hang out with him while I just finish up some work. And I go, what? I thought he was done. I'm like, okay. 2.15, right? So I start talking to this Truman, and this Truman's one of these, like, fancy bartenders. He, like, is like a bartender. I, I, I called him this. I called him the Alton Brown of bartending. Like, he's just, like, okay. knows, like, the history of every cocktail. I had just read an article about cocktails, so I was asking about them, and he was like, oh, yeah. And he told me the whole history of each cocktail, and the place is empty. And as, as is explained to me by Truman and by Cameron, they've already closed down after brunch, and now they're just sort of, like, getting ready for dinner service, right? They're doing that transition. So he's, like, mm-hmm. he, he's sitting there doing nothing, you know? And he, I would be like, oh, yeah, I heard about this drink called, um, uh, what was one called? Like... The Martinez, right? He goes, oh, yeah, that's uh, related to the martini. And he starts telling me all this history of the Martinez, right? He goes, you ever yeah. tried one? I go, no. He goes, let me whip you up one. <gasps> Whips me up a Martinez. I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking delicious, right? Yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes, and then we start talking to another cocktail. Well, this Mai Tai. You ever had a Mai Tai? Of course. And he goes, well, he goes, this is what he says. He goes, most people have, like, the kind with the mix, and it's brown and everything. He goes, that's not a real Mai Tai. A real Mai Tai is this. Let me show you. And he mixes up this drink. And, oh, my God, Mike, it's the most amazing Mai Tai I've ever had in my entire life. It's nothing like you've had before. You know, it's familiar. Mm. You know the Mai Tai. Right. right? But, uh, so this guy's getting me drunk at the bar, right? And I'm sitting there, and, Mike, it's now 3.40 fucking 5. <gasps> it's what? 345 and Cameron's like just like walking around and I'm just now that by this point I'm liquored up right tired as hell tired I had to go put more money in the meter right so there's these kids playing rock music outside yeah I put a lawn outside and then people started walking on it so then I go, I'm going to go put money in the meter. I'll be right back. And I go to the meter, and I'm about to put the money in. And I go, fuck this kid. And he's goddamn telling me to get here. Hurry up and get here, because he's almost he's almost four, right? Mm-hmm. I go, I'm taking off. <gasps> really? Yeah, I, w- I wasn't drunk. So, so you just left? I left. Did you, like, say goodbye? No. Right? Rude. That's rude. So he calls me. He goes, where'd you go? I go, I left. And he goes, why? And I said, because you, uh, you, uh, you, 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 you said to be here an hour and a half. You said to be here an hour and a half ago, and it's already 345. He goes, I'm off, I'm off, I'm off. Come back. So I go back, and we hang out for a little bit. Everything's water under the bridge, you know. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. He actually took his girlfriend, dropped him off at work. So he was, he was going to take the bus home. And I was like, I'll just drive you fucking home, right? 
Mm-hmm. So I drive him to his house, and he goes, come inside. Let's hang out. Um, and so uh, we, I go inside his place, and he's like, every once in a while, I'm getting a text message. And I'm, you know, me, I'm just jabbering away. Just blah, 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 right? Yeah. And I go, uh, he goes, I go, okay, well, I'm going to leave now. I'm tired. So we start, he goes, all right, I'll walk you out. And we walk out of his place. Remember, he lives in the back house of his girlfriend's parents' house, right? Mm-hmm. And as we're walking, you know, there's like sort of like a little courtyard in between the houses. As we're walking to the courtyard, I'm, I stop and I'm, you know, who knows, just babbling on about something. And this mm-hmm. car, there's a backyard fence that goes along. The, I see this car just sort of like slowly drive by. And I go, that's weird. He goes, uh, that's my girlfriend. I go, oh, she's here? I'll say hi to her. He goes, no, 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 no. She's uh, been driving around the neighborhood waiting for you to leave. <gasps> she doesn't like you? She hates me. And I go, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah, she's been texting me, asking me when you're leaving, because she's just driving around the neighborhood waiting for you to leave. What? Yeah. That's weird. Here's what's fucking funny, and here's why this bitch is stupid. She doesn't Do you know re- why? Oh, I know why. She, you know, oh, we've never talked about this in the show, why she hates me? No, I don't oh, think so. Oh, oh, well, saddle right up, Mike. Let me tell you why. Months and months and months and months ago, months ago, like back in November, I actually talked about this in the show, we went to see this comedy show in Hollywood, the three of us, Okay. At a comic book store. I didn't find out she hated me till much later. And then uh, at this comic book store, I guess, um, uh, I guess uh, uh, she said, <laughs> we were having a conversation. I'm going to make up the conversation, but I, but I can do an impression of it. We were having a conversation and she goes, um, I really like pizza. And it was like a lull and I was like, so Cameron, um... Did you see this comic book right here? Like, she was, she, that I just fucking, like, she had said, made a, she had started a conversation and I just disregarded it and moved on to my own topic. Right. So she's holding a grudge because of one little thing like that. Yeah. Which in I, the past. which I told Cameron, I go, did you tell her that I, that I, it's not a good quality, but I do that to everybody? And I go, actually, one of the reasons I think Cameron and I work so well is he has like serious ADD. So when mm-hmm. I just change the topic, he just goes with it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, she hates – well, and then I think it's been extended because she doesn't know that I help manage – no, no, she knows that I help manage Cameron's money. This is what happened. She knows that I help manage – have we talked about this on the show? I don't think you have. Oh. <laughs> Such a – snowflake of a story like you start with one little thing and then it well breaks you know off what? at this point because it's successful i'm i'm i've helped cameron go from financial ruin to a, a a contributing member of society i'll just say that right there you go yeah. but I, I i i don't really manage his money i actually have zero control over his money i can't i can't mm-hmm. do anything with his money but but he, you helped him plan how to dig out of that hole yes and he is he runs all his money things by me okay right okay and uh but what he does is when he can't spend money, he blames me. And so she sees me. She, so she has this boyfriend who's working three jobs, right? And he, she didn't know the extent of his problems. And so she'd be like, well, let's go to the movies. He'd be like, I can't. Joe said I can't. So to her, I'm this <laughs> dick who doesn't let her boyfriend who works three jobs spend money on her, right? 
and she doesn't let her talk about pizza. Yeah, doesn't let her talk about pizza or whatever she wants to talk about. Meanwhile, she doesn't know in the house. I had t- I was the conversation I was having with Cameron was he's actually I think I talked about this in the show he's paid off all his debt. Cameron is officially debt free, and if anybody knew the story, Cameron was in very 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 bad debt situation. Not even a year ago, six months ago, mm-hmm. he's completely debt free. We've paid it off right after some severe austerity measures. So I had told him in the house, I go, look, you know what? You've done it, man. I'm proud of you. You know what? I want you to start paying for your girlfriend now. I want you to take her out on dates. I want you to pay for her. If you guys go to the movie, you should always pay. And he goes, can I take her to the carnival? There's a carnival in town. I go, take her to the carnival, <laughs> right? Pay, go, go crazy. Take her to dinner this week. It's on you. You've earned it, my friend. And then she's earned it, too, for having to put up with this, right? Meanwhile, she's slowly driving around the neighborhood waiting for me to leave because she can't stand my face. <laughs> So weird. But I think women of a certain age have a problem with me because you know what? And this is going to be controversial because the nerd herd listens to the show. Yeah. But one of the nerd herd, Jack, I can tell his girlfriend fucking hates me. From what I, yeah. uh, this is a guess. This is a guess. But we hung out the other night and I could tell uh, she's not, I'll say this. I don't want to say hate. Hate's a very strong word. I can tell she's not a fan. Yeah. Do you have any plans to like, do you have plans to like see Cameron's girlfriend? And try to smooth that over, or you just don't care? I don't give a shit. Because you have your friendship. Your friendship with Cameron is strong. My friendship with Cameron's strong. I'm going to I'm gonna outlast this bitch. And that's the other thing, too, is um, he doesn't listen to the show. She doesn't listen to the show. He's come to me with, like, I want to break up with her kind of shit. And I'm like, no, don't break up with her. Blah, blah, blah. Work it mm-hmm. out. Like, she doesn't realize I'm her biggest advocate. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's the one. Uh, Who hates you. Running around hating me, driving around the neighborhood. But what do you think of girls in their early 20s just do not like me? Well, there is something. Oh, this might be controversial, too. What? Let me let me say it the nicest way possible. Not mean, It's not mean to you at all. There is something that you do that makes certain people, and this is not just women. This is not just women of a certain age. This is just a certain type of person, a little uneasy. Uh, we have a friend... Or let me rephrase that. I have a friend who has been in the past was usually really uncomfortable around you because you would pick out her sort of insecurities and not not make jokes about her, but you would like definitely ask questions about her insecurities and make her feel a little bit uncomfortable. I figured it out while you were talking. What? I figured it out while you were talking. No, no I'm very nice to these girls. I don't, I don't know them well enough to do that. I'll tell you what it is. Both of these girls are very attractive. Right? Okay. So, like, when they show up with the nerd herd, you know, Jack has a girlfriend. All the other guys are like, oh, girlfriend, you're so, oh, my God. Everything she says is hilarious and wonderful and interesting. Right? Yeah. And with both these girls, because I'm a gay man, I don't buy into that bullshit. Right? Yeah. And so, like, I think it's, I, I'm not part of the cult of, of the pretty girl. Now, by the way, and I should say this for the record, and you've seen this, we just talked about this. If there's a boy that I think is cute, I'm fucking the worst human yeah. being on the face of the planet. I ignore everybody yeah. in the world to flirt with this guy. I'm the way a straight guy is with a pretty girl. I am with a cute guy. 
So, but but because the girl, she's like wallpaper. She might as well be a chair. I don't I, like. It's like, why is this chair talking to me? <laughs> Jack, Kobe, why is there a chair talking to me? Like, I don't know. I, I just see a girl. It's an invisible, non-sexual being to me. And I think they don't... I don't know if... I think they don't... The dis, the take or leave me or not like me comes from... They don't know what to do with me because I'm not batting my eyes at them and just, you know, worshipping everything they say and thinking everything they say is funny. That makes sense. But so then, what's the solution? Just move on? Who cares? Only hang out with cute boys. Well, what can I do? You know, lion, Mike, lions don't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. Marianne Williamson. No, I don't know where that. That's definitely such like a, a weird. That, oh, oh, God, I have such a good Marianne Williamson story. Ah, fuck. Well, I'll, I'll tell it at the end, and we'll see if we keep it in. So, um, yeah. So anyway, my that's the point. For, my the, vote is for no already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me just, you know, I can say in a very quick way. Richard, my cousin, I have a gay cousin named Richard who's a week younger than me and gay. Had a horrible day last Sunday. Horrible. Horrid, 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 horrid. And was stranded in San Antonio. And he just wanted to get home. So he finally flies home after a horrible, horrible travel day. We've all been there. And he gets home and he's in LAX just thinking about, I just want to get to my fucking house. And he's waiting for a cab in that taxi line at the airport. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about his horrible day, he just wants to get home, and again, like most people, bury themselves under the covers. And he hears a woman in distress to his right, and he goes, I know that voice, and he turns, it's Marianne? Oh no. She couldn't find her car? She'd come back from a trip? And he took a picture and sent it to me, he's like, wow. And I go, this is a sign from the universe, look, even Marianne Williamson can have a shitty day, and if she can have a shitty day and deal, you can too. And how, But what are the odds that, you know... He comes home, and there's Marianne Williamson standing right next to him having a shitty day. Your Jesus. My Jesus. Mike Lawson, what is going on with you <laughs> in Le Bay Area? Well, Joey, um, my roommate and friend Mario just had a birthday. Yeah. You may remember a year ago we went to Disneyland around this time. Yeah. Uh, so this year he said that he wanted to go to an Oakland A's game. Okay. And there was actually this weird story about how – he wanted a large group. Anyone could come, invite all your friends. But he's like, but I don't want to be burdened with buying tickets, so I'm just going to tell everyone to buy their own tickets. And I was like, so then we're not going to sit next to each other, Mario. That's weird. Oh, like, yeah. You have to buy good a, point. You have to, you have to buy, like, a, a section, and then, you know, everyone can buy, buy the tickets back. And he's like, that's too hard. I don't want to do that. Ugh. So I was already, like, weird about it. Uh, but, Joey, a month ago, my friend Jennifer said to me that she wanted to go to an Oakland A's game. Okay. So I was like, oh, perfect. Mario's birthday's coming up. Uh-huh. Lots of people can go. Let's do it. So uh, you may remember, I've I've described Jennifer before on this podcast as kind of being like my needy friend. Yeah. I love her, and I enjoy spending time with her, but like she's just, on as far as my friends go, she's like, she's needy. Um, and as his birthday's approaching, Jennifer is like, getting anxious about receiving details about the game mm-hmm. and she's like i need to know what are yeah. we doing and I'm oh like, god yeah yeah already i'm already over it i was like why don't you just text mar i felt like saying like why don't you just text mario you guys can deal with it um does she so, know mario 
No, that's the thing. No, no. <laughs> but um, she was supposed to go to Tahoe the weekend of Mario's birthday. Okay. And she decided to rearrange things so she would be here to go to the A's game because she wanted to go to the A's game. Well, she really loves the fucking A's, man. What's her no, problem? No, she... Since living in the Bay Area, she hasn't gone to an A's game. She's only gone to a Giants game. So she really wanted to do this. It had been a thing. So it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Mario eventually says to me that he decided he doesn't want to go to an A's game anymore. He wants to play mini golf for his birthday. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, fucking hell. So I tell Jennifer. But wait, by the way, he wants to go specifically to this hipster place in the mission. It's called Urban Putt. Okay. Joey, it's so hipster. Uh, it's a full full mini golf place, 14 holes, indoors, indoors. Yeah. And the building is about the size of like a normal restaurant. Oh, it's that small? Tiny, 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 tiny. The roof is that small too. It's not like a huge, you'd imagine like a big open space. It's not. There's mm-hmm. a bar, there's a restaurant upstairs. It's really, really compact. And... I just imagine since it's super hipster. I mean, San Francisco hipsters, they charge you. There's a place you can go in the mission that will charge you $8 for a piece of toast, right? Artisan toast. Yeah. So I just imagine this was going to be like way overpriced, but it was surprisingly cheap. It was $8 to golf all 14 holes. That's not bad at all. No, that's not bad at all. So I tell Jennifer, hey, we're not going to the What's the trick? What's the trick? Are they selling beer or something or? Yeah, they sell oh, beer. There's okay. a restaurant. Uh, okay. But it's also, like, tiny. Like, the amount of space is, like, um, you've been in my room. So my room probably could have four holes in what? it. What? Yeah, it does. Tiny. <laughs> tiny, tiny, tiny. Wait, hold on okay? for a second. I have a question, an important question. Does it have that wonderful chlorinated water smell? No, no oh. water features at all. No water features. That's horrible. Um, I love that smell. Uh, so I tell Jennifer, you know what? He's not doing the A's game. We're going to mini golf. So uh, she decides she already rearranged Tahoe and everything. So she's like, well, I'll go to mini golf with you guys then. So that's that, right? So the day before mini golf, I'm yeah. in the kitchen. My other roommates, Ricardo and Alex, are there. Okay. Uh-huh. They've friends of the show. Friend of the show. Friends of the show. Ricardo and Hopefully Alex. The- Hopefully they never listen. That would be weird. But um, we're in the kitchen, and Alex says to me, hey, are you going mini-golfing tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, are you guys? And Ricardo, he's like, what are you guys talking about? Joey, Mario didn't invite him. Did he invite Alex? Yeah. Well, hold on for a second. Wait, meanwhile, Steve, who, I mean, Steve is knows mario but i wouldn't say that they're friends steve's going my boyfriend and my friend jennifer who's never did mario invite steve directly yes like like, like he saw steve and, and invited him no he said he said to me you oh. and steve and then my friend jennifer is going she's never even met mario <laughs> she's so lucky isn't that weird well wait how do you, but wait hold on how do you know he just didn't tell alex and just assume okay. ricardo would go that was my initial reaction. I was yeah. like, look, when he invited Alex, he's inviting you to Ricardo. Yeah, yeah. And Ricardo's kind of upset. He's like, you know, if he wanted me to go, he would have asked me. I'm not going. Whatever. Drama, mm-hmm. drama, sure. drama. Um, so then later when Mario comes home, I was like, oh, you pissed Ricardo off. 
kind of joking. Yeah. I was like, you better invite him. He's like, yeah, I just don't know. (gasps) Yeah. Intentionally didn't invite him. (sighs) I don't don't like this Mario. I don't like him. So weird. So anyway, Joey, nine people show up. Mario's met a few of them. And Alex go? Yeah. Alex Alex whipped? Yes. So oh because of because I pointed it out, Mario did eventually tell Ricardo he wanted him to go. But then Ricardo's like, I already got other plans. And you know he, his other plans were like, Sit I don't home. know, wash the car. Yeah. <laughs> Burn through things on the Netflix queue or something. What can I do today? Hmm. Maybe I'll just listen to, oh, you know what? My cat's had podcasts catching up. Let me listen to old episodes. <laughs> While they're all gone, I'll just start with this one right here, number one thirteen, the ones that where they where you talk shit on him and Alex. Like, I don't talk shit. Um, Please don't listen to episode one thirteen if you're listening right now. (laughs) Um, So, Joey, nine people show up for golf, right? And we're in groups of three to make it progress through the course easier. So, Steve, Jennifer, and me are in one group. Okay. And we, it just makes it easier to kind of progress through the holes to keep score and everything. And we start golfing, and the first hole is a little bit strange. It's like uh, San, it's the city of San Francisco. And to get to the hole, you have to go through a tunnel below a fire hydrant, and okay. on the other side of that tunnel is the hole. All right. So I put once to the tunnel. That's one. Then I put through the tunnel. That's two. And mm-hmm. my ball went directly in the hole. Sure. So I picked up my ball and I'm like two. Yeah. And then Steve goes. He puts to the tunnel. And then he, that's one. He puts through the tunnel. But it doesn't go in the hole. Yeah. But Steve didn't realize that the tunnel wasn't the actual hole. Right. Yeah. So he picks up his ball and he goes two. Uh-huh. And Joey Jennifer freaked out. Freaked. She's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> Oh my god! And she points out that he which, didn't go in the hole. Wait, hold on for like, a second. Wait. Hold on before you wait, finish this part of the story. So Steve is like, um, I what? Are, I didn't realize that the tunnel wasn't the hole. And Jennifer's like, she said something snarky, like, "We're gonna have to keep an eye on this one, right?" And maybe that's just like jokey, jokey. But um, just wait till the rest of the story. What were you gonna say though? I was gonna say because he met her and liked her. Remember, you were worried that he wouldn't like her. Isn't oh, they the... still like they like each other a lot. Oh, still. okay, okay. They still do. I still think that they do. Steve and is I so like her nice, too. though. Is there anybody that Steve doesn't like? Nobody. Not a single yeah. person in the world. Yeah. You know who he doesn't like? Ginger Minge. He hates the Ginger Minge. Like he knows her, or like? No, he just he just has been watching. He didn't like her when we watched RuPaul's Drag Race, oh, and now watching that he's untucked. watching. He's watching Untucked, and he yeah. hates her even more. Yeah, so, I, I met yeah. some people who like liked her, and I was like, "Wait a minute, do you watch Untucked?" And they were like, "No." I was like, "Oh, yeah," because mm. they edited her so, well on the show, but Untucked they did not. So, Joey, we progressed through the holes, okay? And they were really clever. This place, Urban Putt, is really clever about how they cram in this complex course into a tiny, tiny little space. And as we're going through the holes. There's a few holes, I would say like five maybe, that start with an incline. So basically, you have to hit the ball up an incline to start doing all the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would hit the ball every once in a while, and it wouldn't make it up the incline, and I would have to start over. But I would count that stroke. 
Yeah. So, for example, one hole is like a hill. At the top of the hill is this hole that puts your ball in a machine that picks the ball up, takes it to the ceiling, and then drops it into this tube of percussion instruments Mm -hmm. and spits it out near the final hole. So I hit my ball up the hill. It didn't make it all the way up the hill, so I start over and I count that stroke. But... I realized that Jennifer wasn't counting that stroke. (gasps) So if it took her four strokes to get up the hill, she would just count that as one. Because she would start over each time, okay? And Steve recognized this too. We We talked about it later, but we're just not competitive. I feel like mini golf is fun in theory, but like halfway through it, you're like, I just want this to be over. And you, I would even say a lot of people just give up halfway through and they're done right yeah there's probably only like a six hole mini golf cart you know like a mini mini golf course so this is 14 holes Uh. plus it's really crowded so like we found ourselves waiting Mm -hmm. at each hole plus when we were waiting when we were finishing there were people behind us waiting to take ours you know what i mean it's just like busy 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 so Mm -hmm. we get through all the holes finally i don't care at all i'm just like basically done and steve and i both had like 40 something strokes and Jennifer was under 30, and she yell, She yells, I won! And she's, like, super braggy, and still, I don't even care. But she clearly cheated. Yeah. And then at dinner, we're all nine of us are at dinner, and we're having a good time. And she said many times about how she was the winner in yeah. <laughs> first place. Mm-hmm. And she made some comment about how she was waiting for all of us to get her a trophy. What? And then, Joey, on Facebook, she checked in at the place. What? And she put, where she checked in on Facebook at yeah. Urban Putt, she wrote, first place, exclamation point. <laughs> what is wrong with this person? It was so weird how braggy she was, even though she didn't even really win. She, How maybe, do you know this person? Um, We worked together in Phoenix. Hmm. I love her. We're friends. But it was just so weird that she was so braggy. And I don't think she even really won. That's a weird fucking weird. story. Like, yeah. Would, would you have called her out? Like, does it even matter? No, I don't care that much. Because she was, she was getting joy out of being first place. So maybe yeah, just give but it I, to her. But yeah. But who cares so much about mini golf? Jennifer. You know that she's taking friends and going like, yeah, that was first place here. <laughs> I know this course. Do you think um, anybody would ever call her out? No, I've well now it's just Steve and I that you know she's not socializing with Mario. In fact, I haven't even talked to Mario. He doesn't know that she probably didn't even win. Oh, was there like an overall winner of the tournament? Jennifer. Oh, even ab- against Mario's team too. Yeah, against all the teams. Oh, was there a prize? No, no prize. Oh, okay, it was just good. nine of us mini golfing. Yeah, but. What's up with you? What other story do you have to tell me? Well, actually, you know, my life has been pretty boring since uh, coming back. I've had, I have a huge project that I've been working on, and that takes up all my time. But there was a story from the Bay Area that I've been going around telling people because I really like it. But um, one of the things writing-wise that I'm working on, I'm working on something called a spec script. Now, a spec script, I have to explain this term because it's important to the story, is a, it's almost like a, it's a writing sample. It's a writing sample for when you're, when you write for television. And so all television writers have to always have a current spec script and um, it has to be of a current show and there's all these other rules about it that 
I'm not going to like an anybody. existing show. Yeah, it has to be an existing show. It's, it's sort of like your calling card. Like, look, look what I can do, right? And you should yeah. have several under your belt so that you can always say, "Look, I can write this. I can write that. I can write this. I can write that." Okay. When and I first met you, you had a spec strip for spec Will and Grace. For Will and Grace, yeah, yeah, I remember. So, um, so I needed I needed to do new spec scripts. One does a project that I. Uh, want to be part of that needed one, but I also just, I just need to have new ones, and uh, so I decided one of the shows was going to be Silicon Valley, which okay. you know takes place in the Bay Area, you know with the tech industry. Yeah. So when I was in the Bay Area, I was having dinner with a friend, and I said to her, I said, "Listen, I'm doing a spec script on Silicon Valley, but she doesn't work in show business, right?" Mm-hmm. So I think. She never really asked, I think, what that was, or maybe she did, or I don't know what happened. But she says to me, she goes, listen, I have a friend who's really high up at Twitter. I want to ask him if he'll meet with you, and I'm sure he would love to talk to you. And I go, wow, you think so, right? And uh, by the way, just so you know, for the record, spec scripts are not written to ever be made, you know? They're right. never meant to be made. They're just really like a, a sample. There's almost Yeah, you'll, you'll never get made, right? So... Uh, I go, really? For, I was thinking that for a spec script. And she was like, well, let me text him right now. And she goes, Good up. sure enough, this guy, he wants to meet you. Maybe I should change his name. Okay, so, um, okay, let's call him Danny. Okay. All right. So I meet with Danny. And uh, oh no, so Danny says, yeah, I'll meet with them. Right? So the next day, remember, we? oh, no, we didn't reference this on the show. I had to go. I went into, in the middle of our day together, I went into the city and had a meeting with Danny at the headquarters of Twitter. I went to the headquarters of Twitter, Mike Lawson. Uh, yeah. And they have a famous like, cafeteria where I, I sat down with Danny. And here's what's funny is um, the cafeteria, it's like being in a Las Vegas buffet. And they have like, um, like, like kombucha on tap. Tap. Like I'm not even I'm, I'm not even being funny. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even being funny. There's kombucha on tap there, right. like and every soda you can imagine, any food you would want, chefs right there to make it right. So we're sitting in that cafeteria and I have a meeting with him, and and we're having a really good meeting. He scheduled, he blocked out an hour for me. He's a really busy man, you know, high up at Twitter, and we're talking. He's giving me ideas for story ideas, and it's going really really well. And then he goes, "Wow, man, I can't believe you write for Silicon Valley." And I go, oh. <laughs> I have to go, oh, I don't write for Silicon Valley. Did and you say that to him? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie and say I write for Silicon Valley. So Yeah, but if this was a sitcom, you would totally just like go yeah. with it. Oh, if it was a sitcom, I'd be like, yes, I do. And I'll invite you to the set, you know. So uh, <laughs> my name's Mike Judge. Did I say Joe? It's Mike. Hi, I'm Mike Judge. I invented Beavis and Butthead too. So um, you, could, when I told him that, and as I was explaining what a spec script was, you could just see the look on his face just completely change, and like the blood drain from his face, and he just realized he blocked out an hour of his entire day to talk to this annoying fat fuck who's now sitting across from him, and I'm just like, ha, ha, oh, oh, so, so, And you yeah. see the rest of his day just changed, because everyone's like, how was the meeting with the writer from uh, Silicon Valley? He's like, oh, Do you fine. think he tells him, or do you think he just goes like, great, great, oh, yeah, great, oh, that was awesome. Do you think he just doesn't say, he wants to save face? Yeah, it might be easier. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, my God. I mean, the rest of the conversation was really good, you know, but... um. 
it was and it was fine. It was the meeting was great and everything like that. And I had a really good nice time talking to him. Like I would like to be his friend, but I don't think he'd ever want to be my friend. Oh my god. Well, maybe after you become a writer for Silicon Valley. Well, you know what's so funny <laughs> is I actually have a mutual friend with Mike Judge, mm-hmm. and so I told him that story. I said, "Dude, you got to tell Mike Judge this story," <laughs> and he laughed. I mean, I don't know if he ever tell Mike Judge that story, but in my fantasy world. Um, in my fantasy world, Mike Judge is like, I need this guy on the show. He's going to write for the show. Oh, by the way, speaking of, the other day I went to get buy, I'm such a fat fuck. I went to go buy ice cream at Baskin Robbins mm-hmm. and I couldn't find parking. This parking lot was packed, right? And there was this total fucking douchebag taking up two spots, right? On okay. purpose, not even by accident, like intentionally, like my nice car taking up two spots. So this, this fucking infuriated me. So I wrote him a nasty note. You know, yeah, and, my, and I was going to drop it off on my way car. into Baskin Robbins. I was like, mm, uh-huh. I'll do it on my way back. So I buy my ice cream on my way back. I just slip it under his um, windshield wiper, right? This nasty like yeah. uh, note about himself, right? And his small dick. In the, you keep all of this in the sitcom. Mike, the fr- mutual friend of Mike Judge would is it Judd? Judge? Judge? Right? No, it's Judge. Judge, Mike Judge. The mutual friend would have given you Mike's number, and it would have been on that paper. Oh yeah, yeah. had to like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it was on the back of that paper that I left it on. Okay, so then I get home and I just couldn't sleep. I was so excited that I left this note under this guy's car, and I was daydreaming about like how he would get the note. What did the note say? I don't remember. You are such a grumpy old man. <laughs> it was something along the lines of nobody likes you or your small dick. Okay. Okay. You're an asshole. Oh, God. So yeah. in my head, he read this note and he saw this and started crying and like took stock of his life and like made like a real change in his life. You know, he just crumpled it up and was like, ah, oh, this asshole, right? Yeah. Yeah. But in my head, oh my God. Same thing with um, Mike Judge. He heard this story and he was like, that guy's, that guy's a genius. I need to get him writing on my show. Okay. So anyway, that's what's happening with me. What's happening with you in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Well, Joey, after we go to mini golf, um, we're sitting around and I open up Periscope. You've yeah. heard of this Periscope, right? Oh, yeah. Um, this is uh, an app. If you don't know what it is, uh, Joey, why don't you explain it to the people what Periscope is? Periscope is actually owned by Twitter. Sure is. And it's a live streaming app. It allows you to stream live to your listeners. Anybody around the world can watch you uh, talk and answer questions. Or You know, my favorite uh, Periscope, I don't know how far you've gotten into Periscopes, but actually my favorite Periscopes are um, when people are just like in some random town somewhere around the world, and they're just like either hanging out with friends or walking around the city. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that because I, when am I ever going to be in Manchester, England? England, right. across the Atlantic yeah. Sea. Um, I've watched a couple, like, guys driving on the back of, like, passenger, I guess you would call it, on a motorcycle, driving through, like, Japan. Like, different areas of Japan. Um, yeah, I think those are the best ones. Because you just see stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so, uh, I open up Periscope, and the group I'm with has a lot of questions, because they don't... They don't. They're none of them are on Periscope. Well, that's and most. Really? Most Periscopes are always. 
<laughs> have people you been explaining under- Periscope. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> say hi, everybody. You're on Periscope. And they're like, what is Periscope? And they're like, oh, I'm straight. There are people around the world watching you right now. They're like, oh, hi, world. And they're like, oh, what is so tell me about this? And it's, yeah, most of it is, most of the time you're just listening to a commercial for Periscope. Yeah. Um, I did, I got in, I was watching a Periscope. I think they were in like New York City. It was one of the best ones I've, I've gone, I've watched. Yeah. Um, and they were doing, it was a, like a small, maybe like, um, six people and they were in someone's living room drinking wine and they were playing, um, two truths and a lie. So everyone wrote two truths and one lie on a piece of paper and they had it in front of them. And then when they got when it was their turn they had to read one of them and then the group mm-hmm. got to ask them questions so i just yeah. sat and listened it was actually really fun it that was sounds like interesting yeah yeah so we're on periscope i show them what it is a few people join even i think some podcast people so if you're listening to this and you joined you know what i'm talking about um and you can follow me on periscope i'm mr mike lawson i think is that a name but wait, how come i didn't get an alert that you did that i did and my um I named the Periscope like mini golfing in San Francisco or something like really? that. Really? I didn't get the alert. Yeah. I, I suppose I get alerts from people. Maybe I'm, do I should, Wait, what's your name on Periscope? Mr. Mike Lawson, I think. I'll make sure I follow you, but go ahead. So I show them what it is. We stream. We talk a little bit. They see that people are, are watching. Excuse me. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, that's iced coffee. Uh, so I show them what you. it is. No, 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 I'm following what someone called lies. Do you have oh, two? Oh, I made one through that. Maybe. I, I, if I didn't, I think I wanted to do two, so I'm glad I did. Because I want to have one that's not that like I feel comfortable talking to podcast people, and one that I feel comfortable talking with work people, and I could explain why later. <laughs> um, but so anyway, we're sitting there. I show them everything. You can open the map and see, like, I'm like, look it. This is somebody who's periscoping right now in Italy. And we open it. We see it. And it's cool. And then I was like, but you could also see people locally. So I zoom in on the map. I zoom into San Francisco. And, Joey, have you ever heard of Door Alley? Uh, No. Are you familiar with Folsom Street Fair? Okay. No, but you know, you know that uh, Paul and John of the Dolls um, are going to Folsom this year. Oh God! Really? I was, I was just I'm informed. gonna. I'm. I'm gonna go to Folsom. I'm gonna try. You don't know what Folsom is? I know it's some sort of dirty street fair. Yeah. So Door Alley is this little alley between Howard and Folsom Street in San Francisco. And each year there's a festival called Up Your Alley, and similar to Folsom, it's a leather and fetish event. And Door Alley is supposed to be a little more dirty, a little more like local. And Folsom now has become a thing where doll collectors from L.A. Dra- travel up to visit and, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, everybody kind of goes to it and it's a bigger event. Yeah. And it, I think I, I think that's cool. I think that it's more, um, like, it's just become a little more mainstream. And so Door Alley still kind of is kinkier and darker than Folsom because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not knocking Folsom or... I'm not even really saying door, door Alley is like super, super uh, dark or kinky. I'm just mm-hmm. saying it's, you know, whatever, smaller. So uh, we're sitting at the bar and I'm explaining Periscope. And then I'm looking at the map and I'm like, for example, look, here here are some people that are periscoping in this area. And this one guy is periscoping from Door Alley. Mm-hmm. So I open it. 
Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there are three people looking over my shoulder, right? Yeah. And right right when the video starts, Joey, it's a circle of men lying on their sides on a twister mat, <laughs> and they're all sucking each other's <gasps> dicks. <laughs> and so these straight people are looking over my shoulder as I'm explaining um, Periscope, and I open it up, and it's this just orgy what's jennifer what's funny is i actually think periscope how long did that last i feel like periscope does a really i guess good job of getting people off like they they, yeah like yeah they don't want it to become the like chat roulette where it's just you when you remember when chat roulette was like normal people yeah and now if you go on chat roulette every person you click to it's just a dick 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 so I think that they are trying not to do that. But, I mean, this guy probably was. We didn't stay on the video long. Mm-hmm. He's probably periscoping as he walked around Door Alley. Yeah. And this was something he ran into. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, it was legitimate. Um, but it was also kind of Were the guys hot? Themed. I didn't really even get to look too much because I was like, oh, my gosh. Sorry, I don't know. Guys. What is this? Yeah. I would have. But you know well, what I would have done, though? I would have followed. Did you follow this guy that you saw him? But then you could see the video oh, no. later. No, I didn't. <sighs> I mean, it was that there's nothing that turns me on about 30 strangers sucking each other's dicks in public. That's not hot to me. I don't. I know that that does it for some people. It does not do it for me. Hmm. It it, it, no, 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 no. I'll be honest with you. I, can, I, I can't even really watch threesome porn. Yeah. Like, I can, but, like, I'd I'd prefer, I'd much prefer a hot twosome. Can you imagine being in that situation and getting off? Like, you're in public, and somebody sucks your dick, and you're, like, enjoying it? As, like, people just walk by and watch you and periscope you and show their straight friends in a mini golf bar in San Francisco? It's weird. I don't know. I can't. I, it doesn't do it for me. It's the opposite. No, I don't think it would turn me on. But I do sometimes see really, really hot people on Periscope, and I'm like, God, I wish they would just whip their dick out right now. My, I a lot of times when I'm on Periscope, I say, "Show me your tits" a lot. So to men, though, I do they ever I do think it? That's very funny. No. I, oh, I am I so funny hilarious. on Periscope. I'm so funny on Periscope. I'm hilarious. Um, there was a guy I saw once. He was with a banjo, and he was the uh, headline or whatever you call it was "I'll sing anything you you write." Mm-hmm. And so you go in, and people were just writing stuff. And he was with the banjo, and he was just singing all the comments as he went through. Mm-hmm. And it was hilarious. It was so funny because people obvious. I mean, it's the internet, and you're anonymous basically, so everyone automatically just starts calling him a faggot. Yeah, and he was he was singing every comment, That's and it so was so funny. funny. That's so funny. And there were a few he, there were a few that he was censoring, but it wasn't a lot that he was censoring. Um, so Joey, speaking yeah. of Steve, um, the Bart is the Bay Area Rapid Transit System. Uh, the Bart will be closing this weekend mm-hmm. uh, under the Bay. So you'll still be able to ride the BART in the East Bay. You'll be able to ride the BART in San Francisco. But they're closing the Trans Bay Tube for some, I guess, repairs that they've had to do for a while. Mm -hmm. But BART is just telling everybody, stay the fuck home this weekend. They're saying 
there will be buses to get over the bay. There will be traffic on the bridge, I'm sure, because people need to commute. But they're saying, you know what? If you don't have to, if you don't have to be out, just don't be out because it's going to be a cluster fuck. But, wh- but I just but don't why get would it. it like, do, why would they do it during the summer? Well, I guess they did it. This is um, they're doing it this weekend, and they're doing it Labor Day weekend. So they have it's I guess a big amount of work that they have to do. So they're doing it those two weekends. When do you think they should do it? Well, like when the tourist season is is smaller. Oh yeah, I guess. I just I don't know. I don't think that there there's ever a really good time, and it's really fucked because San Francisco. I mean, if you work in San Francisco and it like in a restaurant, if you wash dishes or if you do anything that makes you know minimum wage san francisco minimum wage you can't afford to live in san francisco you live in the east bay you live in oakland there's no way that you're living in in the same neighborhood you work so i don't it's gonna be rough in the city i think this weekend um there were concerns at one point that there wouldn't be enough buses to get people across the the bridge but they announced that they were gonna have a large number of buses but i still think it's gonna be weird well the good um, news is people in uh, the bay area don't like to bitch or moan yeah so there'll be true. there'll be few complaints <laughs> they'll just take it so like champ steve and i steve and i hang out on weekends that's kind oh, of our yeah. thing and so we uh, i mean we were gonna just, basically you could just go in on well I don't i'm not get getting on one of those buses no but you can when are they closing it on the weekend uh friday or so Friday night, normal yeah, time, it'll close down. And when does it open? And Monday morning. But Mike, without getting too much into what can get you in trouble, I mean, you have a little bit of flexibility when you get into the city and when you leave the city, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could. I mean, I could work from his house on Monday or whatever. We actually are going to go to Sacramento on Saturday. So what's going to happen is he's going to bar over here Friday night, then... We're going to go to Sacramento. We're going to just kind of do things in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy the time there. We're going to be seeing friend of the show, Jay, and his dog, Gerard. Blind guy, Jay, yes. Um, Does he not like that name? He does, yeah. But, I mean, he's my friend, Jay. You don't have to call everyone blind guy, Jay. I identify everyone by their uh, malady. So Short, short guy, Joey Boohecker. Short guy, Joey Boohecker. Big dick, Mike Lawson. Oh, is that why everyone calls me that? Yeah, BDM. Um, so we're going to see him. We're going to just kind of hang out. And then Steve will go home Monday morning. Go, He'll go from my house directly to work Monday. So that's what we're going to do. But um, if you have a non-essential trip, don't use the Bay Bridge, basically, is what they're telling people. So... Hey everyone, it's Joe. Um, just breaking in to let you know that once again, my computer totally effed up. I think I've solved the problem, which is I can't go online while I'm recording anymore, which is what Mike and I do when we do these news stories. And I'll have to figure something else out. But again, my audio started skipping. But Strangely, it took out 15 minutes or so right here. And so you the only thing you need to know it we by the way, Mike and I were hilarious. But the only thing you need to know is um we did a story. I did a story actually about this couple who went on their first date 
for a hike in the woods. So they went for a hike in the woods on their first date and they got lost. And so we made a joke about how that sounded like a movie starring Reese Witherspoon and uh, Josh Hartnett. And we went on about that. Oh, my God. It was so funny. You guys missed it. Anyway, it's referenced in what you're going to hear now. So there's one more news story. And then um, I'll, I'll be back after that because then the audio messed up again. All right. So uh, one more news story from us. Here you go. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Hey, Mike. did you hear about this uh, fiance who said her a dead man with a thousand two hundred guns in her in the home claimed to be a secret agent? Mike, oh my god, that is so weird. It's my next story, and what? this fiance, yeah, she was his partner for seventeen years, right? Uh-huh. And they found him decomposing in an SUV near his home, and the home had yeah over twelve hundred guns. And she, Catherine Nebron, she identified the dead man as Jeffrey Allen Lash and said she believed him when he told her he worked for multiple unnamed government agencies. Okay. The story itself sounds totally crazy, but then how do you explain all this? Nebron's, oh wait, that's her attorney. Nebron's attorney, Harlan Braun, told the Associated Press, there's no evidence he was a drug dealer or he stole these weapons or had criminal source of income. No stolen property, all the stuff you'd look for. According to Braun, Lash had been suffering from cancer, but told Nebron he he had been oh he had been exposed to nerve damaging chemicals on a mission and his conditioning was worsening. <laughs> right? Uh, Braun says Nebron was shocked to find the agents hadn't removed Lash's body when uh, she returned 10 days later. After his body was discovered on Friday, police searched Lash's home and removed at least $500,000 worth, I wish I had $500,000 worth of guns, and two tons of ammunition from the house. Since then, authorities have also located eight of the 14 vehicles registered to Lash's name, including a Toyota SUV designed to drive underwater. (laughs) One of the mysteries of this guy is who he really is, Braun told the LA Times. Nothing about this sounds real. I know. Doesn't it sound fun? This is another movie now, this time with um, Jim Carrey as the guy. These two, the these two met in the woods. Their first date was in the woods. <laughs> yeah, this is the end. This is the end chapter. She goes, I just met him in the woods. He seemed cool. Uh-huh. Um... But yeah, but I this because uh, I pulled this story, but I had actually read a more detailed story of it somewhere else, and that story was even stranger. Like, so he had cancer, right? But he just refused treatment or something that he knew he was dying, and so he went out with a bunch of friends, right? And he told them, "I really don't feel well. I'm feeling really, really, really awful." Like it was like they knew like he was in trouble, uh-huh. but he told them, "No, no, no, no. I don't want to go to the hospital." So then they're like, "All right, I just went home." And, and like, like, they're like, oh, well, we knew he wouldn't want us to call the, the hospital or the ambulance. Right? So they just let him die. And then I guess, I don't know what they figured would happen. Then they found this guy's decomposing body. But I guess he had told them all these crazy, fantastic stories. But my thing is, is no one said he wasn't. <laughs> no one has, yeah. What if he really was? Well, if he was a secret agent, they're not going to be like, yeah, he's one of ours. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because... Look, Mike, how, where did he get his money? No one says this is what he did for a living. Well, the story feels a little incomplete. Oh, no, here, no, here's the story. Okay, I, I guess this is the story. Braun told Neb, said Nebron and two friends were in a car at a supermarket early July 4th when Lash, that's the guy who died, felt hot and had trouble breathing. For three hours, they tried to ice him down. 
He wouldn't go to a hospital and didn't want any 911 call, Brent Braun said. When he died, Nebron parked him in a car down the street from the condo they shared, the lawyer said. Police say they don't believe there was any foul play. Look, 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 she parked him in a car down the street from the condo. Dead. Like, All right, we're just going to leave you here. Police because say they don't believe there was any... Go ahead. She didn't want to get caught with a body or something? I don't know. They say they don't believe there was any foul play involved in his death, but the official cause has been deferred pending further investigation. Lash told Nebron the government agencies would take care of his body and the items in the home. They did. <laughs> They're so taking wait. care of those items. So what did Nebron and her friends do after the, they parked Mike, him down the street? Mike, that's funny you say that. They took a trip to Oregon because they were so distraught. <laughs> So they park him, they go to Oregon, thinking the government's yeah. going to take care of the body and the stuff, and they come back, and he's still in the same parking spot with two guys, parking tickets. <laughs> guys, just leave me here. No! No, Lash, no, we won't leave you here. We won't. Please, just leave me. <sighs> okay, you want to go to Portland? <laughs> like Voodoo Donuts? Or is yeah, that Seattle? Let's go to, you know what? Guys... I'm thinking, are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? Voodoo donuts? They say at the same time. <laughs> they see a plane flying in the air. Well, after, what do you- Joey, after his body was discovered, they had $500,000 worth of guns and two tons of ammunition. Two, two tons. tons. And they have only located eight of the 14 vehicles registered to this guy's name. Mike, one of them was a Toyota SUV. <laughs> <laughs> Designed... <laughs> Designed, designed to, to drive underwater. This is a fake story. No, is this it's the, not. Are you getting was, this from the onion? No, it was all <laughs> over the news here. <laughs> this is so weird. It really is. The last quote from Braun, though, is one of the mysteries of this guy is who he really is. So, like, I really want to know, like, how did he get all this money? Who is he? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, what if he's just, like, a shoe salesman from... But how are you with somebody with for 17 years and not know? And, like, if he's a secret agent, do you think he would leave for months at a time? The guy's crazy. <sighs> this I, I need to follow. We need to, we need to get an update on this story. Yeah. Okay, guys. So then at this point, literally at this exact point, Mike says, what do you got going on next week, Joey? And then the audio fucks up again. And it, I'm telling you, it has something to do with the internet. So, once again, new rule, Joe can't go on the internet anymore while uh, recording. So, anyway, uh, what we talked about was going next week. Again, once again, insert diabetes and Magic Castle and tacos and Richard. Magic, okay, Steve, it was in this order. Diabetes, Steve, um, well, you know, I should mention, actually, this is important. Mike has a new podcast about diabetes, I don't know what it's called. I don't know. But anyway, so Diabetes, Steve, Tacos, Magic Castle, Richard. Okay, that's, what, that's what's going on. But there was an important announcement, which is I have such an important project due that I'm working on. And it's taking up all my time. In fact, I'm so stressed. I keep thinking I'm seconds away from a heart attack. Uh, it's So 
Mike and I are going on hiatus. We will be back Monday, September 7th. And from now on, the shows are going to be released on Monday. In fact, this episode is being released on Monday. So now, from now on, you can count on Monday morning, the show being released. Uh, so other than that, um, but that's gonna, we're going to be gone until September 7th. We'll miss you guys so much. I, I'm telling you, the odds are Mike and I will not talk to each other at all until September 7th. But... Um, yeah, so Monday, September 7th is when Catching Up returns. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can um, stop phoning it in as the way uh, frenemy of the show, Adam Vaught, says we do. So uh, maybe we need a much-deserved break. But uh, So once again, we're taking, a, we're taking August off. We'll be back Monday, September 7th with brand new shows. Until then, go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid. <laughs>